Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 21. This is Andy Daly. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza, one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash andydaily. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay, thank you. Enjoy. Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some ponderosa pride and forever make it right. I'm bananas for bonanza. Hey! What was that sound? A water pistol. It's summer. There it is. It's summer, <laughs> folks. Yes, indeed. Fine. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Bananas for Bonanza. Hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. <laughs> hey, I am your host, Dalton Wilcox, the last of the true American cowboys and a true man of the West. And uh, we're talking today about episode 121, the Spanish Grant. And as always, I'm here with my wonderful co Host, we've got Amy Sleeverson, Christian entrepreneur. Hello, I'm so excited to tell you about my couple of new offshoots of my branding. Oh, oh branding offshoots, man! Yes. Here, that's amazing. I didn't know brands could offshoot themselves. And then we've got also here is a uh, Mutt Taylor. Hello, Mutt. Hey, I'd like to apologize. I said it was summer, realizing this may actually come out in fall, but that does get to something a little more serious. And I'd like to admit something. I have seasonal blindness. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you told me that because it has come up many times before that it will be in the dead of winter and you'll say well 
I'm going to the beach, being that it's summer. I once wore a Speedo to a bobsleigh. I also yeah. wore a Speedo to a polar plunge, which turned out to be fine. Yes, that's that, fine. Yeah. That's okay. Sometimes it works yeah. out for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Even if you do have such a terrible disability. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that and sort of insulting me. <laughs> yep. It was the terrible part, I think, that was the insult. I used to take it personally that you didn't understand why I was wearing a costume on October 31st. But then I realized, you did, it's just you just don't see it. It was more that you were dressed as Ava Braun that I took issue with, not that you were wearing a costume. Yeah, hey, now, wait, I, I was going to mention that now. It's been two Halloweens in a row you've been, Ava Braun. <laughs> I just feel like, what, did you invest in the costume and feel like you got to get your money worth? Well, it just seems like the only people who will, people will believe will go, oh, my God, you, you, it's this exact replica. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah. you know, when I try to, I try to get an inflatable dinosaur and people said, you're not a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, and it's like, but I could be Ava Brown because I am very airy and lucky. You are. Yeah, plus I don't believe she's dead. No, and same with dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But they was never inflatable. I kept no. falling over in my inflatable dinosaur costume anyways, and I started to cry. Because if, if you run in one of those, you can trip over your feet. Oh, my sure. God. For sure. Yeah. Well, we all have our sort of um, the things to get over. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. right. You didn't want to say cross to bear? <laughs> Well, I, I do you have any cross to bear products that I could uh... Oh my gosh, I have a cross to bear. Oh. It's an actual cross wow. and it's made my husband makes it in the backyard. It's two two by fours and they're they're taken from um the it's taken from houses that have been abandoned oh. and so it's it's actually, you know, it's heavy with meaning oh, as well yeah. as actual volume and weight. Right. And then you, people can see you actually carrying around a burden and right. that, that is your Christianity. And, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a good conversation gambit. I once saw a man, and this is a true story, carrying a heavy wooden cross down the street with a sign like my cross to bear, but oh, yeah. at the bottom it had a little wheel. What? And it feels And like we it's do cheap. not have a wheel. No, no, no. How could you defeat the purpose? No. Cross to roll? I don't yeah, think so. Cross to easily transport <laughs> while I traveling? Mean, no. Maybe that guy's got access to some biblical line that we none of the rest of us ever heard where Jesus says to Pontius Pilate, could I just get one wheel on the bottom? <laughs> just. Um, I have not complained about the thorny crown or the whips, nothing, but just this cross is a little too heavy. Give this man a wheel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't Give us Barabbas and a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, Christ didn't ask for a foam insert around his crown of thorns. No. So he didn't say, oh, I, I have a skin condition. <laughs> You know, those people, just they just teased him and he, he bled. In those days, nobody had skin conditions. Everybody had ringworm. Yeah. yeah. Everybody well, had skin conditions is the way to put it. I, I guess think. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, leprosy. 
it was a skin condition, in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, you might have noticed that we have moved inside Andy Richter's house today. Yeah. Uh, I posted a sign out on the front of the house that says, Property of Dalton Wilcox, <laughs> inspired by this episode of Bonanza. I didn't know you could do that before. No, I have a new real estate company called Sweat Equity, where if you sweat on a piece of property, you just you you take it over. And then I put my real estate sign on it and I sell it. Whoa. Okay. That is a new way of thinking. I'd like to try that. How much do you have to sweat? You know well, what I'm saying? Well, you yeah. have to be visibly perspiring. You have to be visibly perspiring. So sometimes they tell people to wear a couple of layers. Sure. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, but as long as. Do a bunch of jumping jacks. Yeah. As, a bunch of jumping mm-hmm. As long as they um, just sweat on any piece of property, it is it is theirs. Yep, that is an argument made in this episode. If you, these people have come here and they've sweat on it, God damn it, who cares about your deed? There's sweat on this land, and that, that's one thing that happens in this wonderful episode of Bonanza. Truly, yeah. Hey, one other thing I wanted to mention is you may have noticed we don't have a guest this week. With this, is the first time ever in the history of maybe any podcast that there has there ever has anybody ever tried to do a podcast without a guest on it. I don't know, but this is really special to me. It feels like yeah. that time when you're having family dinner and your kid ain't brought their friend over. You know what I mean? It's nice. Right, right. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I look at my foot. I just saw our guest. It's an inchworm. Hey, look at that. You, oh, you do have an inchworm kidding. on your foot, and he's doing the, just what inchworms he's do. He's doing what inchworms do. <laughs> he's, he's a millimeter worm, though. He's so tidy. I hope that's not real. Oh, no. oh, now he's in his shoe. Oh, no. You got an inchworm in your shoe. Well, he must have been a sinner. There he goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I can't wait to find out what the inchworm has to plug. <laughs> But we'll definitely ask him later on. Inchworm, what are you up to? Well, uh, okay, yeah, we ju- we had a guy who's going to come on, but we just couldn't work it out, and it's fine. I think, you know, we're messing around with the format. Yeah, and I think from time to time, this is quite nice. You yeah. shouldn't worry about it. It's, it's, nice it's skintimate. It, oh, <laughs> well, don't sweat on me. You'll own me as property. <laughs> That's what I said to my husband. I said, I guess <laughs> what? I'm going to... I'm going to dig a hole in the backyard and then I'm going to give you a hug and then you're going to have to do anything I say. (laughs) Sweat equity all over your husband. Well, all right, folks. Yep. This episode we're talking about today is uh, Bonanza Season 1, Episode 21, The Spanish Grant. What an episode this was. Yeah. I think I can't think of anything that this episode didn't have. It had just about everything. There was even a little hop sing in there. It did. It even had the barn where everybody fights in every time there's a fight in a barn. Well, now, you're good at noticing, because I noticed uh, he pointed out another time that all, all the fancy ladies are always in the same- uh, Hotel room. Uh, yeah. The same yeah. hotel room. I did. So this time, I, I took note of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize it. Was, this is the same stable where we've had previous stable fights. Yeah, they don't even- really try to change it you know like move the stables from the left to the right of the room it's always just the same thing yeah this is a good stable fight this that's my favorite well we're going to show that clip that's my favorite part but it's got what else it's got uh intrigue it's got uh it's got a fake beard (laughs) it's got a new well it's part of my new language class is um it's called which i'm it's English that makes it clear that you never don't speak Spanish, but that you're trying. And it's uh, my new class is called Cara de Cebolla, 
onion face Spanish. So it's Spanish that is like, oh my God, like they have an accent, but it's not Spanish. Like, so... <laughs> so, no, wait a minute. In this, are you saying that in this episode somebody spoke the language of Spanish? No. Okay. They spoke English, they spoke English. but with an accent that was absolutely wrong. <laughs> so let's say I say, um, you know, it's, I could say, oh, I love being a businesswoman. I love being a business woman. <laughs> well, you're from Spain. Yeah, you clearly you are after Spain. that. I can't, I mean, was that in Spanish? I didn't even understand the words. That's what Carre Cebolla Spanish is. Wow, okay. It's, it's to notify that people, that you don't actually speak Spanish, but this is a Spanish accent to you. <laughs> I see. I understand. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the very specific circumstances where you would need that. I love to be on Bonanza <laughs> because I'm an actress, actress, I'm my father. Father is a good man who owns a lot of property. <laughs> now, Dad, you are from Spain, isn't that right, Amy? I didn't. I, I'm be. hearing this, and I'm yeah. thinking I never I knew you. No, it's an accent. I can't believe that. that. Specifically tells everybody in the room that I have never been to any Latin country. I have never taken a class, but I know how to trill my arms. Let me, can I try one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Never forget 911-911 was an inside job. This and if you can't put in an R in oh. there, on even on words that don't use oh. the letter R, if you put in a couple of R within the word. <laughs> it sounds like I'm drowning. Yeah, a little that bit. That is so brain. You don't have to be understandable. Oh, yeah. Probably helps. Okay. Okay, that's great. So that's one other thing this episode has. This it's it's got uh, uh it's got a woman in it that we're sure is going to die. But somehow she doesn't die. She doesn't die. <sighs> but the end she comes to is peculiar. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. But before we do, I'm going to do some fun facts about our cast and we are going to play a game of Schlitz Playhouse of Stars drinking game. The way this works, if you don't remember, is that anytime one of these guest actors has been in the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars, we have to drink a can of Schlitz. Let's open our Schlitz. Oh, I've got real Schlitz here. My favorite. I like to I shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, well, and not only that, you're going to drink a lot. Oh, okay. we should we're mention it's 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm hmm. Yep, it is 6 a.m. It's a part of doing business. Sometimes you have to drink. Sometimes, yep, you got to lubricate the business I, deals. I call it my work sobriety. <laughs> It's a form of sobriety that involves drinking. I'm getting paid to have a drinking problem. <laughs> here, here. Well, so we had a guest actress in this episode named Patricia Medina, and she played uh, Isabella Maria Inez Castro de la Cuesta or Rosita Morales, whichever you prefer. Now, hey, here's a fun fact. She's married 
to Joseph Cotton, the actor Joseph no Cotton. No kidding. Isn't that a right? This is the fellow who was in Citizen Kane, The Third Man, and Lady Frankenstein. Three great films. <laughs> Not Bride of Frankenstein. Nope, Lady, Lady Frankenstein. Wow, Frankenstein got nobility. I believe what this one was about is that the daughter of Victor Frankenstein makes a very handsome uh, Frankenstein. She, she realizes the, oh. problem, the problem was how ugly he was. <laughs> Make a real handsome one. <laughs> she didn't just want to find a natural mate. She wanted. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll make myself a handsome That's kind man. of a reverse proto weird science. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She played the queen in Snow White and the Three Stooges. Oh, I've seen that. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I have. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember that. Yep, that's a good one. She she was in a movie called The Beast of Hollow Mountain, mm. it, it was just a terrifying title because if a mountain is hollow, you got so much room in there for a beast. How many mountains harbor beasts, we'll never know. You could, know. Yep, and and true to form, here's the, this is the description of it. An American cowboy living in Mexico discovers his cattle are being eaten by a giant prehistoric dinosaur oh a dinosaur a dinosaur well that couldn't have been me (laughs) (laughs) i don't i can't pass that is 1956 claymation uh that dinosaur if you want to check that out you'll enjoy it where's that actress from just to prove my point about cara de savoia school of acting she's from england She's a Brit. Yeah, yeah, I believe so, right? She came over. You're so right. Look at that. England. Yep. Look at that. Not from Spain. Could have fooled me. There's a, also in that movie, I watched the trailer for The Beast of Hollow Mountain. There's Quicksand. I do love to see Quicksand in a movie. I, I'm obsessed with Quicksand. Yeah. Oh, I really am. Now, I heard about there's a place you can go in the south of France. This is true. Yeah. You can go in Quicksand. Oh, really? A, a fellow will take you in Quicksand. It's on the beach. Oh. And one day, mark my words, that's on my bucket list. I'm going in Quicksand. Do they have a vine hanging low from a tree nearby? Now, I think that's a common misconception about Quicksand is you oh. won't actually submerge. You'll just get stuck and you frequently die of exposure. How are you going to get the money to go to France? Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to sweat on some land and sell it. I don't know. That's all you can do now yeah, these know. days. Oh. We have a we have an abandoned Walmart with an Applebee's that's no longer popular. Oh. And I'm just going to start setting up shop you over there cuz it's just it's it's Strodes, you know, re- streets that aren't roads and roads that aren't streets. <laughs> oh, I and um, no, I don't know that. I never heard of a Strode so, before. So, um, <laughs> it, it, the, these are abandoned pop, pop, piece of properties near our cul-de-sac, and it's like oh. you need to. I'm starting to take in, you know, just more and more of it slowly but surely with doing jumping jacks on it. You, oh, you're taking over the abandoned Walmart. Yeah. I'll what a good idea. Walmart. Now yeah. your, your uh, multi-level marketing can become a brick and mortar business. See that? You didn't even I that. hadn't even thought of that. You, you could just open it as a Walmart. That. Because the plumbing electricity has already been paid for by the city to go all the way out there, even though it's a bad <laughs> You're kidding me. The city did that? Suckers. Well, good for you. And then and then you can bring that Applebee's back. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's all. Bob, that's sad. An Applebee's is no longer popular. Breaking my heart. It's haunted. Oh, because it's haunted? Well, what? It's it just is some some of the apps. If you get an appetizer, yeah. there you get the feeling that that it 
It's been brought by a ghost. Oh my God. Okay, well, I'm not afraid. I'm going to go in there. I'll take care of them ghosts. I used to do an Applebee's a day to keep the doctor away, and I'd just eat just creamy spinach dip, and it was so healthy, it kept the doctor away. You never me. had a doctor come anywhere near you. Well, I never went near them, so no, hard. Yeah, exactly. if you don't go, you can't know you're sick. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and as long as you know the calorie count. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they list it now. Oh my gosh. 2,000 calories for a blooming onion. I'm going to have two. <gasps> oh. That's about right. About 4,000 calories of onion a day is That's what they right. recommend. That's right. I, I, I once stayed at a haunted bed and breakfast. I believe they're all haunted. And, yeah. uh, I had a hell of a time because I said to them, they said, this, you know, it's haunted. I said, well, I'm going to take care of that while I'm here. And I had a hell of a time doing it. I ended up staying two weeks longer than I expected to and finally just burned it down. Because it's harder to kill a ghost than, say, a werewolf or something. Much that, harder. Much harder. Did yeah. you try to go, avoid going down for breakfast? Oh, what? oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Oh, you're saying at a bed and breakfast? Yeah. Oh, darn it. Did I miss breakfast again? Yeah, shoot. Did I did I miss talking to people in an awkward way for quite a while? Yeah. Yeah. Over Otis Punk by her muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at a communal table with the total strangers. I once went to a bread and breakfast in Vancouver, and we ditched breakfast. And when we were going out to our car, the woman popped her head out of the window and shamed us. <laughs> Yes. Well, we missed you at breakfast. It was so passive aggressive. That kind of thing. It was, it was awful. I stayed at a bed and breakfast one time where uh, we were all sitting around in the evening. No, I guess it was breakfast. That somebody said <laughs> somebody said something about cows and slaughtering cows or something like that. And the, and the woman who ran the bed and breakfast said, well, I don't consider that mealtime conversation. <laughs> and then she started talking about what a coyote will do to a chicken. What? Yeah. It was real weird. Well, that that actually is mealtime conversation. You you can talk about wild animals. Oh, be, yeah. You know, really ravaging a, a, an in a natural way. They're they're predator. You know, they're as yeah. natural predators, but but not anything regarding with the food on the table. Right. Yeah. You can talk about boogers, too, eating boogers. Because <laughs> that's natural. It's natural. It's a natural occurrence. It's a natural occurrence. Yeah. Bed, breakfast, and boogers. <laughs> I'll tell you, bed and breakfast. That's two things I don't like. I don't like a bed, and I don't like breakfast. But you like boogers. Sure do. <laughs> well, let me just tell you what else Patricia Medina was in, by the way. She was in a TV show called Assignment, colon, Underwater. Wait, is this like appointment to adventure? Pretty much. Assignment? Underwater. And it was about a, a fellow who runs a diving boat and gets into intrigue every week. And then uh, they, she was in the Lux Video Theater, the General Electric Theater, the Craft Mystery Theater, and the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars. Let's have a drink of Schlitz here. It is early. I don't want it, but I'm happy. Yep, yep. The next guest actor we ought to talk about on this episode is Sebastian Cabot. Sebastian Cabot is a portly English fella. He's also from Britain playing a Spaniard. Yeah. Okay. Now, was there, was there a historical Sebastian Cabot as well? This is the historical Sebastian Cabot. It is? Yeah. He's known? He's well known. He was the narrator in Winnie the Pooh. That's okay, yeah. Yeah. And he, he, this guy had a real legitimate career. He's in the Jungle Book. 
And, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to play you a clip because he's one of these fellas who got it into his head that he ought to uh, record an album of Bob Dylan songs in spoken word. Oh, wow. So He went full Shatner. Well, and the funny thing is, this was a year before Shatner did it. Shatner went full cabinet. <laughs> Shatner went full cabinet. Here we go. This is Sebastian Cabot uh, speaking to us <laughs> the words of like a rolling stone. <laughs> Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. You threw the bums a dime in your prime, didn't you? He sounds like Shatner. People call. Or Shatner hey, sounds like he him. You're bound to fall. Thought they're all kidding you. Used to laugh about everybody that was hanging out. Now you don't talk so loud. Now you you don't seem so proud about having to be scrounging for your next meal. Oh my God, Dalton! The treats you bring us on an episodic basis uh, can never be underrated. Well, yeah. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) Over it. Didn't he know that Bob Dylan had already sung it? Because <laughs> that's that's the thing you always think of. You go, okay, when somebody's saying something that's already been, you know, like where you go, why don't they get Spanish-speaking people to play Spanish-speaking parts? And then and it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and the only thing... To, the reason to do a, a song, a cover song, is to improve it. And the only way to improve a song is to remove its melody. Yeah, I think yeah. that's about right. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's nice. Some people, some people don't hear melody. So for them, songs like that are perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess Bob Dylan had a policy of absolutely anybody can do anything they want to with any of my songs. <laughs> that seems to have been part of his thinking. I wonder if this. This uh, trend of speak singing, actors speak singing songs and doing albums will come back because it really was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Shaq did it. Did he? No. Oh, God, I wish he did. I saw one of his albums available at the rummage sale uh, in the church basement. And I was like, oh, should I get it? And then I realized we don't have a we don't have a record player. Oh my Shaquille, God. you're talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, didn't he have a hit song? He did. He might have. He also had a roasting show that was temporarily on. That was roasting show where he would have comedians oh. and, and everybody would roast each other. Why? Why was it called was, Skills? It's fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but why Shaquille O'Neal? My husband and I roast each other at night. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. <laughs> Oh, you guys just trade barbs and yes. insults? That's yes, because we know each other so well. That's the funniest yeah. part. Of course, yeah. What happened? You, you ever are you allowed to do some on him? Oh, I say, I say, your your testicles are uneven. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I know, but the reason I know that is because I've I've. I've seen other testicles. Oh, but then the, he knows that that's a lie because it's not even a good because all testicles are an event. Oh, that's what he told me. Is later. that right? Mine are perfectly symmetrical. Oh, okay. Well, it's I'm almost sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. it's disconcerting. It's I'm like sorry. a yeah. Mad Magazine fold out. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And and truthfully, if you do fold them out, there is an image to be found. But I I won't go into it. <laughs> 
Uh, Sebastian Cabot was in a show called The City That Forgot About Christmas. He was in Family Affair, and he was in the Schlitz Playhouse of Stars. Oh, Let's boy, have a drink of Schlitz. Breakfast. Everybody out there, drink mm. your Schlitz. Mm. Oh, that's good barley pop. Yeah. Paul Perkerny as Sanchez was in um, he was in a movie called Operation Secret. That's a terrible code name <laughs> for an operation. Operation Operation. <laughs> operation, don't tell anybody about this, please. What's the alcohol content on Schlitz? I believe it is um, I, I'm reading here that it's 80% alcohol, 20% Schlitz, whatever that is. <laughs> What is Schlitz? I don't know. I, I, I'd like to know where they source it from. Uh, he is in a movie called The Man Who Died Twice, but I read the uh, the synopsis of it, and it does not seem to be about a man who died twice at all. It just oh. seems to be about a man who doesn't even die the one time. Uh-huh. He was in. He's one of these guys that lived long enough to be in shows that we might have watched. Uh, he was in Trapper John M.D. reunited <gasps> with... Uh, Pernell Roberts. Oh, yeah. And Family Fair. I've seen Family Fair. Oh, you have? Yeah. Uh, Paul Picerny was also in The Incredible Hulk. Oh. He was in an episode where Hulk uh, uh, is uh, working at a department store. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to run to that episode. Yeah. It's an episode. <laughs> what? Well, every episode, you remember, Hulk yeah. takes on some different Yeah, farm like hand mowing or, lawns, yeah, fixing cars. And all that. This one, he worked in a department I store. have got to see that. It does sound like a good one. And uh, uh, Paul Picerny had a regular job on The Untouchables. Is that oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Then we got, uh, but he was not. In Schlitz Playhouse of Stars. Drink so, up. Well, yeah, oh, drink up. Drink he up. wasn't in Schlitz no, Playhouse of Stars. No, Oh, I can taste the Schlitz. Oh, yeah. Now now that you mention it, I do taste the Schlitz. Celia Ludwig. You okay? I just drained it. Oh, no. You're going to regret that. Oh, boy. We got more coming. Celia Lubsky as Doña Teresa Esperanza. This was the old lady that pops up at the end. She was the wife of Peter Lorre. Isn't that a riot? Oh, in real life. In real life. And her Spanish was uh, with a little bit of German. Yes. So it was second double cara de cebolla <laughs> with German. Now you're from Spermany. You gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be from Spermany with that accent. Franklin Delano Roosevelt planned Pearl Harbor. <laughs> There's a consistent thing to the text of your... Uh, what? Well, no, I don't know what it is. Look, I can't something. even tell you what I'm saying. Peter Lorre, the famous actor who was in such films as Casablanca, The Maltese Falcon, and Muscle Beach Party. Also CBS's television show Climax, where they did the first James Bond. Oh, was he in that he episode? He played Lashif. Oh, my goodness, Lashif. Yeah. What a, Celia Lovsky, by the way, was also, she played T'Pau, the ruler of the planet Vulcan on Star Trek. Also the namesake oh. of the band T'Pau. Do you remember the 80s band I T'Pau? do remember the 80s band What T'Pau. did they sing? Uh, I think they played, they sang Skills. It was their big song. I'll look it up. You know me, I'm good for looking things up. You look that up. Uh, they sang, um, here it is. This is T'Pau. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah this is our wedding song. Oh, you're kidding me. Wow. My husband and I, well, he, my husband, um, 
this was one of the most emotional episodes for me oh, is because wow. my husband dances for me at night. <laughs> <laughs> he dances for me. And, um, this is how you know his testicles are uneven. And um, it, it's... <laughs> It's so wonderful. He just put space. He pulls off his yeah. pants up to like his his chest is like up to his little teats, yeah. male man teats. Uh-huh. And and he just dances he, to heart and soul. Oh my god, every night he does that. Wow. He makes full eye contact. <laughs> That's just what happens in this episode of Bonanza. Boy, they let us really spend a long time oh, yeah. watching a fella dance for a woman. And oh, I yeah. can't I can't dance, so I, I do have one of those long dancing skirts. Yeah. It's called a single threat skirt. So you, you because if you can only do one thing and dancing isn't one of them. You're a single threat. Wait, wait. Okay, I get it. So which which threat can you do? Talk. Oh, <laughs> conversation is your threat. Oh, you should go down and breakfast and your breakfast in bed. What? <laughs> Celia Lovsky on TV was in something called Johnny's Staccato. She okay. was in something called Target, colon, The Corruptors. Again, she, giving it away. Yeah. Here's who we're after. The Corruptors. Uh, she was in Goodyear Theater and Schlitz Playhouse. Oh, darn. Oh, okay. Lord. Yep, My second. Go. You're having your second oh, Schlitz here. Careful good. now. We also had a fella named Ned Weaver. Ned Weaver played Judge Blayton. He was... Uh, Drained it. He was in <laughs> The Shaggy Dog, The oh. Fiend Who Walked the West, and Schlitz Playhouse oh, Stars. Okay. This is my third... Brother. Then the last actor we're going to talk about was Mike Raggin, uh, who played High Card Smith. This fella, his born name was Holly Bain, hmm. and he was a Hollywood makeup artist who uh, who did makeup on The Wizard of Oz. No kidding. Yep. And then he did some acting, and then he went back to makeup, and he was the makeup artist on Welcome Back, Cotter, and Barney Miller, and Fish. So he's right. I mean, that's a real like uh, era of sick situation comedies there. Yeah, Those but this three. is the fellow who made Abe Vigoda look so good week after week on Fish. <laughs> on TV, he was in Whirly Birds, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, and Schlitz Playhouse. My God, that's oh, our last. Okay. But finish your Schlitz. That's it. Okay. Mm. It is true enough that uh, for actors in the 50s, uh, uh, appearances on Schlitz Playhouse of Stars were compulsory. Wow. It was not. It's like you got to join the Israeli army when you come of a certain age. That's exactly what it is. I should start a playhouse. You're going to start a playhouse. I want to start a playhouse. You seem a little tipsy right now. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You do. You do. I know what I'm talking about. Talking about don't quiet me, don't silence my song. Oh, no, of course not. No, I was just a dream act. Just letting you know you've begun <laughs> to seem a little drunk. Well, uh, all right, let's start talking about this episode. I'm t- keeping us on task, cracking that whip. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, okay, this is episode 121, uh, season 121, episode 21. I am getting, I am drunk. I am too. It's, it's an episode, uh, Spanish grant. It starts off. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> we start out on a lovely farm where there's a married couple in their farm, and then some Spaniards ride up on horses, and they say, get out of here. You can't be on this land anymore. Is it three Spaniards on horses with guns that come up to him? I don't know. It's it's more than one. But anyways, uh, the fella, he says, I ain't leaving, even though this is property of Maria La Cuesta, they tell him. He comes at the guy with an axe. Now that was just not a good plan. No. If a man is on a horse with a gun and you pick up an axe off a wood pile, yeah. it ain't going to go your way. It sure ain't. And then we later learn that his wife is pregnant, and I feel like I understood that he was he he w- didn't want to take on the responsibilities of the family. He knew he was going to die. Yeah. And that yeah. was his plan. Oh, this I was, see. This was yeah. suicide by Spaniard <laughs> is what it was. <laughs> he, he wanted to get out. Because there's no way you can't, you're not going to win, bring an axe to a, gunfight so sure enough he is shot dead god damn it and she doesn't seem too upset really not too no she's very well spoken very well spoken well spoken very you know calm as a cucumber yeah yeah well the cartwrights heard that shot they all four of them happened to be out riding and they heard that shot and they came over there to the the logan farm and uh ben says uh is he badly hurt and she says he's dead, and very casually. Well, he's dead, and that's Mary Logan. But and now they're saying, no, no, these Spaniards is going to kick us off our land. And Ben Cartwright is like, well, yeah, the law's on their side. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, he he starts off from that position. The Spaniards can take your land if they want to. Laws, and they don't mention the fact that that land was originally native I know. indigenous. Yeah. This is about a Spanish noblewoman, Maria de la Cuesta, who uh, uh, has a gigantic land grant, which includes even part of the Ponderosa. Oh, Can you say her full title and name? 
Yeah, I wrote it down. Isabella Maria Inez Castro de la Cuesta. Isabella Maria Inez Castro. Castro. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh, you are hammered. I like to see it. I mean, just just full disclosure, I had a case of slits before you guys even oh, got over did? here. Because that's my breakfast, yeah. Oh. So I, I also been having some just emotional times. I'm going to yeah. say something to any people who are Spanish speakers out in our audience, but I'm going to say it in English accented. <laughs> you don't need to understand what it is they are saying because it is a part of the act, uh, acting acting uh, style. Also, just take a look in the basement of Comet Pizza. That's oh, all. That's all. Man, there's, there is something. If you, there's a th common thread there. I don't know what it is thematically. <clears throat> but uh, all right. So now Ben goes to see the sheriff. And he wants to talk to the sheriff and just say, hey, man, we, there's a problem here with these Spaniards taking over all this land that uh, that are, that uh, white folks have uh, sweated on. And in there is uh, Don Senor Luga. This is Sebastian Cabot. And he's got he this is he's just one of those gentlemen who lose on his beard every morning. And <laughs> he says, <laughs> it's the Laquesta land grant. And it's his niece is the heiress to the Lequesta Rand Grant Ramps. <laughs> and uh, it's because she's a descendant of one of the noblest families in all of Spain. And so she is entitled to all this land, and these guys are driving people off of there. Now, uh, then we go to, and Ben is just like, well, okay. And then we go to uh, uh, Senor Luga bursting in on his niece, who is in an amorous scene <gasps> with the, the fellow we just saw killing. Look at that guy. Yeah. Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez, the guy, the Spaniard who shot the axe-wielding fella. In the hotel room that every woman stays in. Or Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez. 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 Yep, and he, uh, uh, Luga says, oh, Sanchez, what are you doing with Sanchez? He is the darling of the barroom girls. And he, this is when he lays out something that's very important in this episode, where he basically says to her, like, yeah, I need you to stay hidden in this hotel room at all times because we need people to believe that you are a noble woman. And if they take one look at you and your behavior, they will know you're not. Like it just even a glimpse of you and your and your slutty ways and how you behave will the whole jiggle be up. Yeah. Right? What's wrong with wanting to watch a man dance? <laughs> no noble woman would ever no, do it. No. It never happened. Not that kind of dance. He was wearing very uh figure shaped pants. Have you, That's you what my husband wears. Those are the kind? Mm -hmm. Those pants wow. made me very uncomfortable. They're like if you took fishing waders and shrunk them in the dryer, you know? Oh, Form yeah. Form-fitting. It made me uncomfortable. They're very seductive. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, now we we head on back to the Ponderosa Ranch, and uh, uh, all four of our uh, regular Cartwrights are there, and uh, they decide they're they're trying to figure out what to do about this problem, and they decide that two of them are going to go to Monterey 
and investigate the paperwork to find out if the land grant is legitimate. And then the other two is going to file a suit here in Virginia City, some sort of an injunction. They're getting real into the weeds on yeah. legal stuff and yeah, records. Got to go inspect records. The most John Grisham episode of Bonanza ever got. It's unbelievable. And and at some point, it's Little Joe who says, well, we're going to find out if that uh, Maria De La Cuesta is who she says she is. Now, that's an incredible hunch he has there. <laughs> he just has this hunch that maybe maybe it's an imposter. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. Where'd he come up with that? But uh, now, so, so this is like, you know how... I was so excited when all four of the car rides was in this episode. I know. I mean, like, dear, they're all four yeah. of them. They are there. Yeah. Nobody had to take a week off. Right. No. But they dispatched two of them to Monterey to do a deep dive into the record books right of the land grants. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought to myself, well, that's a different way to get rid of them. Usually, it'll be something like that. You know, I think probably what happens, they say, let's say, hey, everybody, let's do an episode of Bonanza. And little Joe says, no, I have taken too much time off from the car wash. I got a shift. I got to do it. And Hall says, yeah, me too. I got to go in the quarry and break up rocks. I got a job. And then they say, okay, fine. We'll just come up with some excuse. But this time they said, we're going to make your reason for leaving integral to the story. Oh, boy. But And they almost did. Except they're gone for the whole episode to find out if the land grant was legitimate. And then they come back in the end and say, yeah, it was. <laughs> It wasn't very important, was it? No, it sure wasn't. Well, and they just found out the. It's like they had a nice trip, and that's what I do with with my real estate company. Is I make a lot of paperwork filing with the state, local, national, and I scrapbook it. Oh. And it's just, it's just a clock eater. Oh, wow. And it always turns out, oh, no, somebody else owns it. Those Coldwell bankers, you know, represent, I'm like, oh, no, okay. And then I just glue it in my, a page, a new page in. Wow. And then in the, what happens typically in the end? Does the person who sweated on the property end up inhabiting it? No. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. No. But but in, in the meantime, you've. You've no, made yourself a beautiful Well, scrapbook. I've had a, a wonderful, like a circular experience where you begin at the same place where you end. Oh, my God. No one has anything and nothing has happened. Beautiful. Oh, time beautiful. is a flat circle. The simplicity of a circle. Excuse me. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Timer is a flat circle. <laughs> I have a quick question. Hmm. When you are sweat squatting, what if someone else comes and sweat squats? Do you have to put like a little rain gauge below you and drip into it and whoever sweats the most gets the... Well, house? the great thing about sweat squats is that you can't possibly be in the same place at the same time to you people at once unless they're piggybacking on you. Oh. So they'd have to piggyback. Oh. And that would mean you allowing them to pay. And my, you know, I... I have never seen that happen. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope it never A piggyback does. sweat squat? Could you imagine? Um, I mean, that sounds like one of those, like, they, they would teach that in law school. Yeah, because yeah, you're be on a strode like. doing a piggyback sweat squat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's something for the law books. Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just a puzzler. It's it's a it's a Kobe Sweaty Marashi. versus Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Sweaty versus Ferguson, did yeah. you say? Okay. Precedent. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Just want to make sure. Well, so now Adam goes to the hotel and he confront. He says, "Hell, I'm going straight to the source. I'm going to confront LaQuesta." And would you uh, please do her the respect of saying her full name every time? <laughs> I don't know if I can. I'll try. Isabella. Well, Marie. she sure can't. She sure can't. <laughs> Lequester. Oh, here, I'll 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 copy and paste it from my document here. Thank you. Bring it down to every time I talk about. It. Well, and uh, what's happens in this scene? Uh, I don't know. He, she, she seems. Who cares? But then the next thing that happens is she goes. She just can't help herself. She sneaks out of her hotel room and she goes to some bar, which is the most bizarre. Like. David Lynch couldn't have dreamed it up. It's a bar where nobody is talking. Not a word. Nobody's speaking a word. Nobody's moving. Some are standing. Some are sitting. But there is one man in a pair of pants that comes up to his chest and a and a <laughs> pair of high-heeled dancing shoes. And he all by himself is dancing there in the middle of the floor. And she, whose name is... Thank you. Uh, Isabella Maria Inez Castro de la Cuesta sits down at a table by herself and he is dancing personally just for her and he she just watches him and it goes on for a long, long yeah. time. And he is not particularly skilled at this form of dance. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Because I, I thought watching him, I thought, oh, I can, yes, I can imagine how this is supposed to be from what I, I'm saying. I beg to differ. That he is a good author. Um, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Okay, well that that argument wins, I guess. And then Adam shows up and he he spies on it. Adam is just watching from the wings over there, yeah. just kind of watching the whole thing play out. And then at some point, uh, Isabella Maria Inez Castro de la Cuesta gets up and joins him, and it's it becomes very amorous. She also is not particularly skilled at this style of dance, but the, and it ends, the dance ends in almost a kiss. Yeah. But they are, they break breathing. And she's sitting down because she's not a dancer. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it's clear she's horny. That's that. Yeah. We understand that. Yeah. And then humid. Adam confronts her. But wait, is this before high card comes up? I don't know. Adam confronts her. He says that, uh, oh, yeah, he says sweat entitles you to land and no Spanish lady ever behaved the way she did and blah, blah, blah. And this looks like they're getting some romance. But, uh, oh, is this back at the hotel? Yeah, it's back at the hotel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the, the Luga sees Adam go. And then and then you've got a scene between Luga Senor Luga and Isabel Maria Inez Castro de la Cuesta. Nice. <laughs> and she says, hey, because he's like, what are you doing consorting for these cartwrights? They're a big problem in our scheme to take all this land. She says, let's get the cartwrights on our side. And she says, I, oh, he goes, you've learned to handle men to perfection. And she says, I didn't have much choice. Oh. Oh. When Adam Adam speaks to her and says, hasta luego, is, that, is he doing what you're talking about or it's the opposite? No, of, it's okay. the opposite. I see. He, he has not taken cara de cebolla. A language classes and that he makes no attempt at any accent right. at all. Yeah. When you are speaking Cara de Saboria 
Spanish. You're always, almost all focused on the accent. <laughs> it's only the accent. <laughs> the Clintons killed Vince Foster. Well, that's true. But uh, wait, I forgot to say, after the flamenco performance, yeah, this fellow High Card Smith comes up, and he knows, he recognizes Illabella Bella Maria Castro Cuesta as Rosita Morales. He says, hello, Rosita Morales, dancing girl from a bar room in San Francisco, a CD bar in San Francisco. And I was so confused for so long because Adam is standing there at a distance, and, but I guess he didn't hear this. I guess not. Now, it just goes to show you that the more names you have, the more respectable you are. So that right. Countess lady's got them all. And then Rosita Morales, two names. you really just unseasonably horny. <laughs> so <laughs> horny. But, but now you can't say that she's unseasonably horny because you've got this seasonal blindness. You can't, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, what did I say? Didn't I just say she was horny? Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, that's yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. But this threw me off for the whole episode because I thought Adam overheard the and the gig was up, but he didn't oh, hear. Oh, okay. he didn't hear. Anyway, oops a daisy. So now we got uh Ben and Adam at Ponderosa, and Ben is saying uh, again, he says, No Spanish, no great Spanish woman ever danced like that in a bar. <laughs> so they're awful suspicious. And then you got Adam and Rosita out riding horses, and again, and she's like, I'm tired of riding this horse. And Adam goes, I thought all great Spanish ladies knew how to ride. So he's just poking holes left yeah, and right. They're really not adhering to any stereotypes in this. Never, never. Yep. And uh, she, they, they have a kiss now. And as soon as they kiss, I said, well, this woman's going to die. She will <laughs> will be burying her. And this is, is this a scene where he says, oh, look at the, the, the ranch that's empty? Uh, almost. Where yeah. she's standing right. on where that fellow was shot. shot. That's just right. Now, yeah. so that, yeah, she's trying to get Adam on her side, and he's trying to get her on his side. And so he takes her to the Logan Ranch, where that fella came at that Spaniard with an axe and got himself shot to death. And uh, and he's trying to say, look how terrible this is. You'll never enjoy this land. There'll be too much blood on it. That's the idea for my new tour company, oh. which is Wake Up Tours. Oh. You, you escape the fantasy of your middle class, prosperous life in the United States. And you go to the source of what's made it possible to you, for you to have an upper middle class life in the U.S. So we go to China and we um, see the factories that make our beautiful shoes. I like my brand new shoes. And the, in, the mountains of shoe inserts that have destroyed forests and the toxic fog that covers the city. Yeah. And then we always end up at the last city of the tour is always our Scottsdale, Arizona. Why? Why? Why Scottsdale, Arizona? Because global warming and we, we don't have to, there's... We stay outside. It's a it's a um a tent, and there's no air conditioning. And then you just go, oh, wow! I want to live back in my world oh. where it was a real dream. Whoa. So that helps people appreciate what they have in their where, where, where they go. You know, it's wake up. Yeah, <laughs> wake up. You 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 said you want to go to China. Well, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's just what Ben does to uh, Rosita Morales. I can now call her. Thank goodness. He says, uh, he goes here. Look, look at the, you face it, murder has enabled you to have this land. That's but right. She seems real upset. And, uh, and he says, you'll never enjoy this land. There'll be too much blood on it. God knows you can't enjoy land that anybody's ever bled on. Right? Oh, yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, you can't enjoy land unless somebody. Bleeds. I agree. Yeah. Blood yeah. is the most effective fertilizer. Blood is, yeah. yeah. There's a real quick scene where Other there's. Other than, sorry, semen, because it's truly fertile, but. Oh, yeah, right. There's a uh, screaming and shooting. There's a real quick scene of screaming and shooting. And we understand uh, that that's more uh, Spaniards running more people off their land. Sanchez tells Luga that the southern section is all cleared up. But then High Card Smith comes in. And now High Card Smith is going to blackmail uh, Senor Luga. Because he's, he's, I know who your lady is. I know she's Rosita Morales. And he hands over a bunch of money, Luga does, to High Card Smith. And High Card Smith is like, I'll be back for more. Oh. And Luga says, well, he needs to be killed, right? Oh, yeah. He tells Sanchez, yeah. you know, I paid him the one time, but uh, I think heretofore you should kill him. And Sanchez says, understood. And now we get to Hop Singh and Ben at Ponderosa cleaning weapons because Ben, he doesn't expect any trouble, but he just wants to be ready because he's now Ben is he's flip flopped on this. He's kind of saying like, man, I can't just stand by and watch people lose their land to an old, perfectly legitimate land grant, which I agreed in the early scene was uh, <laughs> held the sway of law. But uh, now he's he's flip flopped. And gosh, I just don't know what to think now ben's been on both sides of the issue what side should i be on i don't know it, but he's willing to accept money uh have oh. we got to that yet who ben yeah doesn't he take or no give money he, he well so he now gives money. this is when is this when uh yeah uh, what's his name uh, uh high card smith now yeah. comes here yeah and he's looking for more money this guy high card smith was about to have the best life in the world yeah getting regular bribes from senior luga and regular bribes from ben cartwright for information he decides to sell him some information he gets he gets a ben gives him a pouch of we don't know what it seems like a valuable pouch. Yeah, it's got to be coins, but it could be marbles. For it could be. Know. He could have just gave him marbles. Figurines. Oh, figurines. Little figurines. Well, maybe that's right. Maybe Ben carves little, little uh, scrimshaw oh, figurines. If it's Yadro. Oh, it could be Yadro. That's, those are really valuable. Porcelain, yeah. Oh. I'll bet it's a Yadro figurine of a 1920s fella playing golf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's settled then. That's what he pays High Card Smith, which it would have been worth a lot because it's 1860. So to have a 1920s man playing golf, it's like, I, I mean, it comes from the future. Yeah. And uh, he reveals, he tells all, Rosita Morales was a dancing girl in a seedy ballroom in San Francisco, and she's got a father named Pedro Morales who runs a store in, uh, in, some, in Los Altos. And... Uh, Ben says, all right, I need you to hang out until the trial. There's going to be a trial where we're going to have a hearing and we're going to expose Rosita Morales as a fraud. And I need you here for that. And uh, Smith, it says he's going to come here for further payments. Now, uh, who is it? Ben and Adam is going to head to Virginia City and they're going to talk to Senor Luga. But on the way, they find High Card Smith dead in the road. He'd been killed. Oh, I had told I 
DNA identify Kai Card Smith as like a dead guy. Oh, yeah. I had had too much slits. I just thought, I thought, oh, who's that guy? And I just kept watching. Snitches get stitches, schlitzes get drunken ditches. (laughs) (laughs) Schlitches get ditches. No, you shouldn't watch Bonanza and drink because you want to catch Every single moment. These stories are complex because things happen in these stories that seem extremely important and turn out not to be at all. No, you blink and like a hundred things happen. Yeah, Yeah, and you shouldn't watch Bonanza and drink Schlitz because you want to taste every moment of Schlitz. You know, you don't want to be distracted. Without distractions, trying to follow a story. You know, like, I'll tell you, for instance, I'm sorry that you missed that that was Highcard Smith because the fact that he died had no impact on the story. At this all. this changes every nothing. <laughs> exactly. It didn't matter. He was not going to be an integral part of that trial in any case. So Sanchez busts in on Rosita, uh, and it, it's getting a little rapey. And then uh, she runs out, and she finds the Cartwrights in the hall. This is back at the hotel. And uh, Pedro Morales, uh, what bought? Oh, how, this is where we learn Pedro. Oh, she says, okay. Ben says, we know all about Pedro Morales, your father. And she says, oh, he bought me from some Indians when my family was massacred. Wow. Right? So she's trying to say, I am this great Spanish noblewoman and my family was slaughtered. And then Pedro Morales bought me from the Indians and raised me to be a whore in a bar in San Francisco. But in reality, I am... Damn it! Now I gotta find that. Yeah, we again. can't. I don't Is, know who you're talking it, about yet. Isabella Just Maria say, Inez Castro de la <laughs> In reality, I am Valerie Plame and Yellow Cake Uranium. That is a deep cut, but look it up. <laughs> Not as deep as Mitch Foster. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah. We'll uh. Where was okay? So that's she believes it. Now we learn that she actually believes that she is Anastasia. No, not Anastasia. Uh, the other name, right? This is the Anastasia story. Uh, who, by who's the, way. the? I don't know who you mean. You don't know the story of Anastasia? No, the other name. I don't know who you're talking about. Me neither. So, uh, I, I lost my place here in my notes. Oh, we're getting to the clip. I want to show you okay. pretty soon. Pretty soon. So Ben. Sometimes I lose my place when I'm reading the Bible at night, oh. and I just start making up stuff. Oh, and then I get back into it because it it's pretty. It, some of the stuff I think of is pretty consistent with what the Bible thinks. It's almost like I'm the Word of God. Oh boy! Wow. I don't know. I shouldn't say that out loud. Well, I mean, we're all thinking it. I saw like yeah, put that's a wheel one of those on a things. cross. Yeah, wait for somebody else to say it about you. You know right, what I mean? Right, oh yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And I, so I'll say it. You're the Word of God. Thank you. <gasps> my, my Thank opinion. you. Yeah. Can I quote that, or maybe get a picture of us together and a <laughs> selfie, and then have maybe you saying it, and then we do a gif, and, and then over and over. Anyways, yeah. it might take about a half hour for my social media. <laughs> I'll, pro- I'll provide it as a qu- as a quote a, a jacket copy on your Bible. Aren't you still putting out your own Bible right? with dust oh, jackets? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. it's a dust jacket. There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I call, now the Bible, my Bible comes out, and it's just one big chapter, and it's all oh. called Esther, oh. and it's just Esther. 
Esther story because that's the best one. I don't. I'm not familiar. Uh, what happens to Esther? What'd she get up to? <gasps> She's in, in a beauty contest. Really? And, in the Bible? Uh, yes. And the rich guy picks her, but he doesn't know that she's Jewish. Oh. He doesn't know it. And she's like, oh my God, God tell me I'm Jewish because he's going to kill all the Jews. Oh. And she says, oh, okay. And then she finally gets up the courage. She goes, oh my God. And he, she says, I'm Jewish. And then he, finally to the king who she's married. And he says, I didn't know Jews were so hot. <laughs> and then then um, he doesn't kill him. How much of this is, is It's true. Really? And then the kill, then he kills a bunch of other people instead. Oh, well, oh. at least you're good. Okay, at least he so kills. He so decide- he says, because Jews have the potential to be so hot, I'm not going to kill any of them. Well, like I was this to woman kill is so beautiful, and okay. I love her. And these are all her family and friends. And I mean, it's just sort of... I mean, you. I mean, I. I drew pictures in my Bible, so you see how pretty she is, oh, wow, and wow. like she has an hourglass figure, and um, she's got junk in the trunk, yep. and then she's got you know like thirty five, eighteen, seventy two. Those are the measurements. Thirty five, eighteen, seventy two. <laughs> Wait, perfect. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's like one of them modern wine decanters. It's real flat on the bottom uh-huh. and then gets real thin at top. Wow. She is sexy. Man, that sounds 72. like it. That's why he didn't kill her. <laughs> She don't got just junk in the trunk. She's got camping equipment and <laughs> tools and whatever else she needed. Survivalist gear, mm-hmm. food stores. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. That's some trunk. American pickers. Well, now Ben sends Adam to go find Pedro Morales. And uh, so that's what happens. And then, oh, but then another incredible thing. There's a scene between Senior Luga and Sanchez, and Luga says, "Well, I guess now Adam Cartwright's going to go visit Pedro Morales." Incredible hunch. There's yeah. some amazing hunches in this episode. How do you know that was going to happen? But this is when, and so Sanchez says, "Well, I'm going to go that way, and I'm going to get him because they can't have Pedro Morales admitting that I raised up uh, Rosita Morales, and it's she ain't the Lequesters." And, uh, but and so now we have a confrontation in the stable. Do you know, can you tell me where this stable is? Is this a stable down, down by, where is this stable? It's in Virginia city. Oh, friend. I don't know. I don't know where in the world they were, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to play this for you. Cause it is another one of these phantasmagorical stable fights. Here we go. We got Sanchez and we got, uh, Adam Cartwright. Okay. Do I? It starts, their fight starts with a horse blanket to the face. (laughs) And now we see some real wrestling. Yeah, Adam's got some fancy footwork in this. Oh, there's a knife. Adam gets a knife away. Punches. More putting. They both fall down on that one. Here comes the rope. Oh. He's just slapping them with a rope. He's slapping them with a rope. Adam gets it away. Whoa. Oh, here's the fancy. Tumbling color. around in the hay. Yeah, this oh, is. Oh, this is. This is. What do you call this? Got to have a name for that in the uh, wrestling world. Just That's a Hello Sailor. <laughs> That's all the Hello Sailor. Here, look at that thing. A hello made Salad. He oh, picks yeah, up sure a rubber. Yeah, why do they have a. Oh, and I forgot this ends with him flying up a horse's ass. And disappearing oh. into the horse. That is the most amazing way for a fight to end, is the man just gets 
kick thrown into a horse stable and trampled to death. <laughs> but, it looks like he disappears inside the horse. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. I think it did. It's Jonah and the whale. No wonder the horse was so upset because the horse then is in there going like, what the heck? Because yeah. a whole man just went up his asshole. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, yep. Well, he's dead now. Sanchez is dead. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a stack of um of uh, like brown painted rubber sticks. Yeah, in that, that stable. It just I was a why. common prop in westerns and uh, theme park stunt shows. Just uh-huh. axe handles. Oh, is that what it is? An axe handle? I think it is. Okay, yeah. got a pile of rubber axe handles. Rubber yeah. axe handles. Yeah. Well, there's a stable man there, and Jack says, hey, uh, I'm in a hurry. I'll explain later to the sheriff why a man is dead. Yeah, <laughs> or something. But I got to get going. That's yeah. called white man law practice. Yeah. <laughs> real uh, We all, uh, white man police. Yeah, I killed a man. I just can't deal with it right now. Right. You deal I'll with explain it. it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, Adam runs down to see Pedro Morales, who is, he is running a store, but he is just the uh, the biggest drunk we've ever seen on this show. Yeah. He literally uh, he will not speak before getting some money for whiskey. But he has the only real Spanish accent oh. of the entire episode. Oh. You can genuinely tell he is Spanish speaking wow. because he doesn't really, really <laughs> I could, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't have the money to teach him, you know, the, the uh. proper, I don't speak Spanish accent, but yeah, so his was real. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, and he actually says some words in the language of Spanish. Yes, no he does. He does. Yeah. What's he say? Him. What did he? I don't remember what he says. He says not much. Esther's beauty contest was rigged, but he doesn't say it like that. He says it like someone who speaks Spanish. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> wow. He was also uh, he was filthy. That actor. They just they just made him filthy and drunk, and I don't know how he'd run a store, man. I tell you. But anyway, uh, Ben finds out what he wants to find out for, or Adam does, doesn't he? What is it that Pedro reveals in this scene here? He says, uh, uh, a year ago, a man came to ask about her. He'll talk for whiskey. Five years ago, an old woman was looking for a little girl. All right. Well, he basically provides the information they need to find. the An old woman who is actually a deal of questers. Mother Teresa. Yeah, Mother Teresa. Wow. And Oh, never, that's right. Don't, don't you, Teresa, they call her. Well, then, we go into a scene with a judge, and there's a, a hearing is delayed, and this is where things really get, uh, this is this is the third act bog <laughs> that often happens in episodes of Bonanza. Skip ahead a little bit to where, right, there's just a little bit of, yeah. hang on, there's a delay, and here comes a stagecoach. Yeah. Oh, that's when Joe and uh, Hoss come back and say, oh, there was no reason for us to have gone anywhere. You know, how's things going here? And... Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, and then, old lady shows up. Mm-hmm. Old lady says, "I am Adela Questra," but she is somehow not entitled to the land grant. She herself, because she is the aunt of the supposed Adela Questra that Rosita Morales is, and she has been brought there to say, "Do you recognize this girl as your grandniece or not?" And then they have a weird, she says, well, leave us alone. And everybody clears the courtroom. And it's just the old lady and the young lady. And the old lady, it seems like she's going to say, you are my grandniece. I can tell from your neck 
Right? Didn't she inspect yes. your neck? Yeah. yeah, see, she, that's actually a good, you need to take pictures of your loved one's necks <laughs> so that if there is any sort of emergency, you could identify them. Yeah, that's. Yeah, she says to her, tilt your head back. I want to get a good look at your throat. And she goes, yeah, that's the Deliquestra throat line. <laughs> Right, that's yeah, like yeah. the Habsburg lip or the hawk nose of the Medici. Yeah, yeah it's a famous family line, famous throat. Yeah. But then when they're alone, she says to her, "I tell you why I don't think you can be a Delacuestra. All of the Delacuestras are generous. It's a it is a family. It's a trait. genetic, it's a genetic generosity, and they would not take the land that these people have sweated on. Whoa. Oh, wow." Yeah. And, uh, and she calls everybody in. She says, well, that's it. The young, Rosita Morales says, I guess I'm not a Spanish noblewoman. So I'm going to head on back to San Francisco to that bar room that I have cried about and expressed was so horrific, such a horrific. There's only two choices for her. Sex work. Sex yeah. work or Spanish or being extraordinarily wealthy and noble. Yeah. That's it. It's just them too. But then the weird part is they say they say to the old lady, How'd you know she wasn't your grandniece? She says, What makes you think I did I think I don't think she's my grandniece? Who knows? This lady's playing God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She just says, I don't know. And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. We actually don't know if Rosita Morales is Brezabalut. <laughs> Could have been. Sometimes I do that after fights with my husband. I just I say I don't, I don't know, and you don't know, and then I just walk off Whoa. into the distance. Yeah, and then, and then, you, you don't because you don't have to know, to just know that that I'll probably tur- just do a tour around the cul-de-sac and I'll come back. Oh, oh yeah, yes, you're not going all the way to San Francisco. I'm not going to San no. Francisco. But- I, now this is this is the story of Anastasia. Sometimes on Bonanza they just go ahead and say, "I'll take that story oh, for myself." Right. Anastasia was there was a Russian family that was all murdered, but and they was the royal family, but the one escaped and nobody ever knew what happened to her. And then many years later, she came forward with some fellow named Rasputin and says, "That's me. I was her." Rah rah, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. There was a cat who really was gone. Rah rah, Rasputin, Eng- Russia's greatest love machine. Uh, I forget. Keep talking. It's the best song ever written. I don't know that song. <laughs> I don't know it either. But, uh, and in the end, there's one old lady who is able to say, you know, let's bring her to the old lady who knew the child Anastasia. And then there, but I believe also that was inconsequential. In the story of Anastasia, then the old lady says, Hey, if you're not Anastasia, don't ever tell me. Because I, I prefer the idea of you being her to her being dead. And it, but so we don't know. There ain't no proof. Now, in those days, they didn't have that DNA testing that Maury Povich has access to now. And you can find out who's your father. That's a much, the real ending is a much better ending where the aunt embraced the young lady. Uh, yes, you're right. The Bonanza episode uh, took it a step backwards in quality. <laughs> Uncharacteristically of Bonanza. They said that ending was too heartfelt and emotional. Uh, we prefer an ending where the woman just goes back to sex work because uh, she get, she is told that she's simply not genetically generous enough to but be. I've got to accept the word of Bonanza. Yep. Because... 
even if I don't understand it, it's just that I'm not interpreting it properly. I think that's right. That you just have to go again to the episode, like you go again to the text of the and you you have curiosity about it. And if you don't understand it, you just believe. Sometimes our faith is shaken in Bonanza, but that's when we have to recommit to it. Well, something crazy has happened <laughs> on this screen here. What are you showing us? Oh my. Disco song by Boney M called Rasputin. I see. Boney M. So we've got three uh, women in like Russian dress who are singing up there. And then we've got a fella down here. I suppose that's a false beard. It's a, it's a long white beard. There was a cat who really was gone. I see. It was a shame how Key carried on. Now, just Google Rasputin or Rasputin on top of the pops and you'll get this. Yeah. It's worth seeing. It is very the enjoyable. The singer is not looking at all into the camera at any time Never. and just staring <laughs> at his feet. He can't be bothered. It yeah. is. You listen to the song more than once, it will stay with you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I have a strange feeling they might be just lip syncing <laughs> in this performance. I hate to make that accusation, but it almost seems that way. What year would this have been? Any idea? Oh, God. Late 70s Late of some 70s. kind, probably. Uh, let me see here. Now, um, if Rosita Morales de la Questri had gone to a bar and found that dancing performance... I might have I might have understood it a yeah. little better. Now this is September sixteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. That's a real beard. <laughs> I know yeah. a long beard when I see yeah. one that's real. That yeah. one you could yank on it and he would say, Ouch <laughs> Oh look, he sat down. He just sat down. He had enough of dancing. There's this part. To do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder. What the heck is that? I don't know. And what's what's crazy is I think, if I'm not mistaken, this band, yeah. where would you suspect they're from? Philadelphia. Uh Detroit. Germany. Oh okay. I believe. I believe. Or so something these are, like that. These are black folks from Germany singing about a, a Russian guy. Yeah. That's wonderful. On a British TV show. On a British TV show. What a world we live in. Yeah. Damn. It's wonderful. I didn't mean to. That's Eurovision. Yeah. Yep. He's barefoot too, isn't he? He sure is. Well, I love this song. I really do. Okay. That is a good song. Well, folks, perhaps we'll let that song play us out on this episode of Bananas for Bonanza, where I'm sorry to report that there's only 410 episodes left of Bonanza for us to talk about. Too bad. Getting down to the wire here. (laughs) Book book your next travel trip with Wake Up Travel. This next trip we're going on, it starts in August. We're going to be going to the fields of 
um, out in California, the bread basket. But before we do that, we buy a salad at Whole Foods. And you find <laughs> out what's going on to get that salad to you. <laughs> And oh, I'd just boy. like to say as Mutt Taylor, I don't normally do this, but a public service announcement. We're living in a dangerous time fraught with pandemic. Don't believe in any conspiracy theories. Don't get into misinformation. Believe the facts. Read the news. Treat yourself right. Here, here. That's a good thing for you to say. Although, and watch out for uh, demons. <laughs> absolutely. Watch out for demons. Frankensteins. Vampires. I'm not supposed to talk about monster killing on this show, and I absolutely never do, but I'm beginning to think that Andy Richter is a mummy. All right, folks. Well, that's that's just going to be just about do it, and we will see you next time on next episode of Bananas for Bonanza. So long. <laughs> for Bonanza is brought to you by Andy Daly with Maria Bamford and Matt Gorley. Theme song by Matt Gorley with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Michikoff, and Wade Ryan. Bananas for Bonanza is mixed and edited by Brett Morris and executive produced by Andy Daly, Matt Gorley, Brett Morris, and Little Scott Ackerman. We'll see you next time. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.